Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Real quick on the T. Higgins thing, like Jim sends me a tweet. You wouldn't want T. Higgins? Too productive? Too much entering into entering his prime? LOL, he's been very consistent. Not a number one? Which number one are you able to get? The guy would help the offense for sure. I don't have a draft pick again this year. He's going to cost more than what anybody else is going to it, it, What you really have to pay on that guy. Yes, you would have him, but if you don't believe he is a legitimate number one in the NFL, and maybe he is, maybe I, 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 he's playing alongside of Jamar Chase. So I, I have to take that into account, guys. I have to take into what he gets off of Jamar Chase. All right? Because Jamar Chase is legitimate number one, obviously. Amari Cooper's our number one. How much longer is Amari Cooper going to be our number one for? So I have to balance this out. If I'm if I'm paying T. Higgins, and he'll be 25 this year, which is fine. If I'm paying T. Higgins, it changes what my future is at the position. Because I already gave up a second-round pick for Elijah Moore. Had they had not given up a second-round pick for Elijah Moore already, I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have anything else to say. It's go get T. Higgins. But you've already given up a second-round pick for Elijah Moore. So now I have to figure out whether or not this is going to pay off with Elijah Moore, and this year is going to be a big year, or do I just cut bait with Elijah Moore some way, somehow, go get T. Higgins, flush that second-round pick last year well, down the cutting. toilet, you don't need and then to. bring it— like, but You just relegate him to what he probably is in the NFL, which is— you know, hopefully, maybe if, he if, is. He's, if he's your third target, that's that's probably decent. I, I still think some places probably have fourth been target because him. Njoku would be ahead too. Okay, so still you've given up a bunch for a guy who's going to be a third or fourth target. I mean, that's the same. That's Cedric Tillman land. There, if you were going to do that, and so what? What is my plan then for the future of the franchise? Like, I, I can't just say, well, yeah, go out and get T. Higgins. It's not my money. Well, things have to things do have to balance out eventually. Yeah, I mean, look, you're in a different situation than, say, the Packers, who by the end of the year and, and in the playoffs seem like they had five young, <laughs> talented wide receivers they've drafted unbelievably well. You yeah. really haven't, unfortunately, at that position. So, you know, Cedric Tillman, I'm not I'm not ruling him out, but, man, I mean, the the, the way that they, they traded down with Peoples-Jones and then it made all of a sudden Cedric Tillman available. Uh, I don't know, the film gurus say it looks like he has no idea what he's doing from play to play. Um, well, but it's early. You don't need a film guru. I mean, hell, the, the Browns had it on their own social media where Kevin Stefanski's like, no, wrong route, yeah. buddy. And then the one pick that Joe Flacco threw in the end zone, you could see Joe going, right, move that way. Like, he is yelling at Cedric Tillman to do it. I'm not trying to bag on Cedric Tillman. He's a rookie. He's going to be a project. But you might say that that's a reason to go out and have to get T. Higgins. And this is based on what Desh- Deshaun Watson had said to go out and get T. Higgins. You might say that that's the reason to go out and get him, and that may be very well the truth. I think T. Higgins is really, really good. Top end, number one wide receiver good. When we already have money that's going to be invested in the position, I'm not sure. I mean, some of this is going to have to be going, can I get a first or second round guy in the future to pair with my quarterback that is supposed to turn these guys into weapons as well? Yeah, that is another question that has to be answered. Yeah, now the the other wide receiver. I mean, you brought up Mike Evans. I think it's kind of a pipe dream, just because it is. It is. I, I, I threw his name out there yeah. as a possibility. Well, I didn't say go out. If get you're him. keeping Baker, right, and I think they want to do it after after the season he had. I mean, it was close to a what a top ten, top eleven, top twelve quarterback yeah. season. 
nice year. You know he's got to have Evans. He has to. Because Baker Mayfield's value, I think, drops precipitously if he doesn't have Mike Evans. So I I don't think there's a way where if you're running shop over there, you could say, well, we'll we'll keep the quarterback. I mean, you know that quarterback has limitations. He needs a guy like Evans. Evans had an incredible year. What about Calvin Ridley, though? He's the other one I look at. And right now, you know, their, their GM has said he doesn't know. He doesn't know right now if Calvin Ridley will be back. Ridley... Had uh, a thousand yards, eight touchdowns, seventy-six the, catches. The rambling, gambling man. Mm-hmm. And there's there's possibilities out there for we them got to go out and get. Sports books opening up all over town, but well, why not? I can't just yell, "Go get the guy!" I have to. We have to consider everything. Yeah. Here. There's nuance to this, guys. I'd rather have Calvin Ridley than than uh, Boyd, right? I mean, Tyler Boyd. Would, would you Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think Calvin Ridley's pretty good. I don't wide receiver again. That that it can be a bit of a hit and miss situation with me, but I have to take into take into account where's Amari at in our offense. Well, Amari's proven he could be fantastic, and I think that I would love to have him back. I'd love to extend it out and maybe restructure that deal a bit. But I know that that's kicking the can down the road. I said Boyd. I meant Higgins, but you know, oh, we've been I, talking you about mentioned Higgins Tyler Boyd. Time. I was going with you know one on one with yeah. that with Tyler Higgins or with uh, T Higgins. Which one are you mentioning with him again? Calvin, Calvin Ridley? Ridley. I'd rather have. Boy, I, I really I'd really like rather Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Uh, who's going to call plays now that Ken Dorsey's hired? Well, we, 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 it's being reported, widely reported that he's hired. It's nothing is technically official yet. I think the question is, who's going to call plays? Who would you rather call plays? 216-474-0092. Well, did we not get Kellen Moore because Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore would have wanted to know. call the plays here? I, and I Kevin Stefanski said no. And the organization said no. Kevin Stefanski's really good at did it, they, so he's going to continue doing did it. Did he just go with a different situation that he felt he's going to be a little bit more comfortable with? I mean, Nick Sirianni said that he's going to be the overseer of everything and he's going to give away the play calling duty. So he was out front and open. Is Kevin still mulling the possibility of calling? That's what the I wonder. I, I wonder if that's the case. And I think that is Stefanski at this point, four years into his career. I think that's his strength. So I, I, I imagine that factored into the decision making. Now we'll see. Maybe there's an about face and maybe in a press conference this week, Ken Dorsey's press conference. You know, Stefanski comes out hand-in-hand and says, I am excited to now delegate the play calling to, you know, somebody who we think is going to give a fresh perspective here. As of right now, 7.08 a.m. on a Monday. I'd rather rather see what Ken Dorsey has with him. Really? Yeah. I've seen four years of Kevin Stefanski. I've not been terribly critical of his play calling. There's been times where I think he's called plays maybe emotionally. Uh, has gotten a little bit too uh, in his own bag of emotions there, I guess I'd say. It's been four years. There's been there's been some good ups. There's been some downs. I, I'd like to see a fresh perspective out there with with uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, I, I've seen two years of of scattershot offense with Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson. Do you think Stefanski's play calling's holding Deshaun Watson I, back? I'm not sure. I mean, when Deshaun Watson talked about the 15 play script, now he 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 went back on people who were going after him about that in the locker verse interview, and we'll play that coming up. But I think a fresh perspective of it being, hey, we keep accusing Kevin Stefanski of only being able to have one type of quarterback. Ken Dorsey has worked with a physical running quarterback. Throughout his time in Buffalo, Deshaun Watson, for better or for worse, is a physical quarterback who can get out there and move. It also got him injured and started and it, the cavalcade it, of issues. And it's also got it's also got Josh Allen injured. Josh Allen was playing with serious injuries last year, not this pre this year, but the year previous to that. So other guys get injured too. I've seen Ken Dorsey do it, and again, he uh, he has his own problems that he brings with him. But I think I'd like to see. It's been four years. Maybe I think I'd like to see Kevin Stefanski. 
the administrator, he's very good at delegating. I think he's probably very good at jumping in with his own thought. Now, it might be very tough for him because every year after this year is critical. You're on a one-year deal every single year. If the bottom falls out, he's gone. You, you've gone to the playoffs before. You had a lot of understanding because of extenuating circumstances over the last couple of years. Then you went to the playoffs. If a bottom falls out, that's probably it for this guy, right? Like, he can go to the playoffs and lose in the divisional round the next couple of years, and maybe he'll stay around because they don't want to rock the apple cart here. But I think if, like, you go 9-8 and eight and you don't make the postseason, you're done. And so with that in mind, are you willing to give that, that power of calling those plays up to somebody else? I think I'm just ready for a fresh perspective here. Well, you know, on, on the behalf of your comment, I, mean, I don't Ke- think Kevin's, Kevin Stefanski's been garbage. Well, Kevin, I don't think so. I, I thought he was great last year. I thought his play calling was terrific last year, especially considering all that all that was happening. You're losing your right tackle game one. You're losing your stud running back game two. Then your left tackle goes down. Uh, so it's a it's a revolving door there. And yet the offense took off at the end of the year. And yeah, they took chances. I mean, they turned the ball over because of you know who was there. They had no running game. The running game was definitely had to take a back seat because it was not nearly as effective uh, down the stretch. But the 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 explosive plays they were there. I think they had second most explosive plays in the NFL the minute Flacco took over. And so it would be interesting to see then you bring in a new offensive coordinator, you have this shakeup with your offensive coaching staff. And then you hand over the play calling to somebody because, because if it if it is if it is an, an issue the first four or five games of the year you know we're going to be sitting there going well is this an offensive coordinator issue is the play calling issue certainly is this but you can the do fact that, with that they shook up their staff or is it just a Deshaun Watson issue you could do that with anybody hey you could do that you could have done that with with any situation if if Kevin Stefanski were to be the play caller we could ask the exact same amount of questions here. But I'm looking at where Kevin Stefanski comes out on this. I mean, he's an offensive guy. So you do have an administrative possibility to come in and go, listen, what was Ken Dorsey's problems in Buffalo? Maybe he was gassing up the defense too much. I mean, not by gassing him up, getting him all excited. I mean, that maybe the off the defense was a bit gassed because of the style of offense. Can John, can John Dorsey, that's two. Can Ken Dorsey pull it back? And can Kevin come in and go, we're not, hey, look at the look at the time here. We can't do it like this, okay? I don't want to just hand the ball off on first down. I don't want to just sit on it here, but we got to take care of the clock here. We got to take care of our defense. We're in a tight one here, and we don't want to give the ball back. Like, these are things that I think that Kevin Stefanski can jump in with as the head coach of the football team. He'd be well within his rights. Or maybe Sean McDermott just wanted Ken Dorsey to just run the offense, and maybe even though the numbers all said that he the offense was sensational with Ken Dorsey there, maybe that was one of the issues that – Sean McDermott might have had with that. Or, you know, maybe uh, the Ty Duns of the world are right. We'll have Ty on tomorrow coming up at 9 o'clock. That, yeah, he was just trying to use Ken Dorsey as a fall guy. 216-474-0092. Frank and Garfield, you're first up on the fan. Hey, good morning, guys. Hi, Frank. Hey, so correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't AVP also kind of like the quarterback's coach for the Browns as well? I believe so, yes. Okay, so maybe what I'm thinking, and I think you kind of said the same point, I was on hold when you're making it, but with um, Ken Dorsey's career, he worked with Cam Newton uh, when Cam was in his prime down in Carolina. And then obviously he worked with uh, um, Josh Allen, two quarterbacks who play very much like uh, Deshaun. They like to throw it down the field. They like to analyze the field rather than they need things to be happening at a certain time. Um, 
So I think that's why they brought Ken Dorsey. And who do I think is ultimately going to call plays? I still think it's going to be Kevin Stefanski. Well, who would you uh, like? Who would you like to call plays, though, Frank? I think that's the bigger question. Who would the fans, if Ken Dorsey is, becomes official today, who would they like to call plays? Who would you I like mean, to do it? I I personally have no issue calling with Kevin calling the plays. I remember calling in last year and saying that I like Kevin Stefanski, and we were talking about what what he needed to do to keep his job and everything like that. But I want to see Kevin still call the plays. I mean, we just made the playoffs with a ragtag team with Kevin calling the play. So why change it up? Well, I would think about it like this. And, and Frank, you make a great point. And thank you very much for the call. Like, I don't want to sit there and rail against Kevin Stefanski. I thought he did a fine job this year. Clearly. Everybody else did. But if you're mentioning the history that Ken Dorsey has with a specific type of quarterback, a guy who gets out of the pocket, creates, extends plays, and runs, what's Kevin's experience? Kirk Cousins, he had his best, the best run that they had over the second half of the season was with Joe Flacco, guys who stand in there in the pocket, let the pocket protect him. If they have to get out, they have to get out under emergency circumstances, but nothing like that's going to be called. Like, you're not doing RPOs with Kirk Cousins, and you're not doing the same thing with Joe Flacco, but you're doing it with, with Cam Newton. Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen. You're doing that type of I play. Think this, you, Maybe this is what Ken Dorsey's meant to be. I think we have stumbled on what is going to, ultimately, regardless of who's calling plays, what's going to be the biggest question is the uses, usage of Deshaun. Are they going to use him like Josh Allen? Are they going to use him like we, we joke about the battering ram situations? Because it is what got him hurt, Yep. but it's also what makes him unique. So I think that's going to be a very, very tough Tough line to straddle there. 216-474-0092. It seems to be for all reports saying that the Browns have hired Ken Dorsey as their offensive coordinator. As of right now, who would you rather call plays for this football team? I'm going to step out there. I'm going to say Ken Dorsey. I'd like to see something a little bit different here. And maybe something that works a little bit better with Deshaun Watson and the type of offense that he can run. 216-474-0092. And it was bad. Just how bad was it? Ken Carmen Anthony Lyman, live in the fan. The dangerous one, 8 o'clock. Wes came about who he thinks should call plays. Lima's kind of taken aback by my take on Ken Dorsey here. I think I underplayed it, and I think you underplayed it just because I don't think you were making the biggest deal about it. Like, I'm standing on the mountaintop saying right now Ken Dorsey's called the plays. But you kind of slipped it in there, and I'm like, boy, it's interesting. This is an interesting difference right now with some people in the fan base. That's how Jonah got here. And you could see see how the – but not the others. You could see – how the logic is is going to come down with some fans. Like, Dorsey got fired. Bills won a lot of games afterwards. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though statistically, the offense was better. They are pretty close, but the offense was mm-hmm. better. Analytically and all the models, they were better under Ken Dorsey. He gets fired. They go on the win streak, save their playoff lives, and get to the playoffs. And now Ken Carmen is saying, Kevin Stefanski, who called these great plays... <laughs> Who called these great plays with Listen Joe Flacco? How you frame this, you and they bastard. had the most explosive God, offense in the I NFL swear. under Joe Flacco and under the tutelage and under the control of Kevin Stefanski, who's calling the plays. You're saying he now needs to hand the plays off to the guy that got fired it, in Buffalo. Just because. That's a Ken Carmen classic. Just because I'm not saying it. I did frame it yeah, very you dastardly. It horrifically no for me. But that's you. You are the slippery wizard. I, I well, who do you, do you think Kevin Stefanski needs to call plays? You haven't said anything. Think, you haven't given your opinion. No, I did say. I said right away. I said it's the one thing I think he's really good at. Okay, and so, I think he's well, proven. I, I'm that. sorry, you said he was really yeah. good at. I didn't. I didn't take it as you know sticking your flag in there and saying 
he needs to call plays. Sorry, I hate using that term, and I know you do too, but either way. Uh, the reason I just – I don't have to be demonstrative and crazy and say it doesn't mean that I think Kevin Stefanski's doing a horrific job when I say that I think Ken Dorsey should call the plays. You could also take it as if, hey, you know what? I'm, Ke- I'm Kevin Stefanski. I'm calling the damn plays around here. I need somebody in my ear, though, to tell me when to go a little bit further with all this. But it, it was exactly what Frank and Garfield had said. Ken Dorsey has experience with Cam Newton, a guy who would get out there and run. He has experience with Josh Allen, a guy who would get out there and run. And Deshaun Watson, for better or for worse, I mean, we could sit there and try to make him something he isn't and say, stay in the, stay in the pocket and do all these other things that he's just not going to be comfortable doing. So I have to get the very most I can out of Deshaun Watson. So a guy working with him, calling plays for him, making him feel comfortable in maybe a 15-play script where it's not necessarily a 15-play script. We'll have that audio for everybody coming up. Maybe that would be better because there might be questions of Ken Dorsey's play calling, but there have been answers of Ken Dorsey's play calling and defenses of the way he does it. And for Stefanski, I've never accused him of not being organized. I've never accused him of not being smart. I've only once accused, twice accused him of maybe getting a little emotional in the play calls because it just didn't make sense over some of the other things that he had done. Unfortunately, one of those did happen in the Kansas City Divisional Round game a couple of years ago. And maybe people would disagree with that, and maybe Kevin, Kevin Stefanski himself would disagree with that. But I've never been able to accuse him of making short-sighted decisions long-term I've never been able to accuse him of something like that out of anger or frustration with anybody. I can't do that. So if I believe in his organizational skills, which I do, hey, be organized, be an administrator. You're the you're you're an offensive guy. You can step right in anytime you want and go, hey, we need to play complimentary here. I know you want to get it to 17, but look at the play clock. Look at the game or look at the game clock. We gotta we gotta get our defense a little bit of rest here now. And we got to make sure that we're taking care of the football, and we make we got to make sure we're not turning it over. So let's not get stupid here. Is what he could turn in and say because Sean McDermott, it's, Sean McDermott's a defensive guy. He just wants a guy to call the call the offense. Kevin Stefanski's an offensive guy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He's just wanted the guy to call the defense here for the four years that he's been here. And now maybe it's time for him to be, after four years, an administrator. Because I've seen Ken Dorsey, he's worked well with Josh Allen. Josh Allen would say the same thing. And maybe Ken Dor- Kevin Stefanski's figuring out that maybe he doesn't work the best calling plays for Deshaun Watson. Is that such a bad thing? Is is trying to make the right decision to accentuate the positives of our quarterback? Not fix, but accentuate the positive of our quarterback and our offense. Is that such a bad thing to do? I don't think it's a bad thing to do. So I don't need to pound the table and say that Kevin Stefanski must give up play calling or this thing's going to be a huge embarrassing dumpster fire. I don't need to do that. There's nuance to this. And I think I'm being very nuanced in it. And you're nodding your head that I am. 216-474-0092. Who would you rather call plays if Ken Dorsey, it seems, is is getting this offensive coordinator job? Charles in St. Louis, Missouri. He's listening on the free Odyssey app. He's next up on the fan. Hello, Charles. Hi. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, Kevin and his play calling, it looked very different, I thought, with Joe Flacco and – It'd be good to have a fresh perspective, but I'm content with his play calling. And I think people think that when your head coach is calling the plays and you still have an OC, the OC, uh, I don't know, doesn't have input on the play calls, but they do, I would think. Like, hey, you're going to go with this. You should go with this. You know, that sort of thing. So I like the Dorsey hiring. Um a little bit unsure if they would have went with more. So why now? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have felt as as good with with Kellen Moore? Uh, just from the from his time with Herbert. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just unsure of him. Don't know much. The only guys, uh, Charles. I think you nail it, and thank you very much for the call. The only guys we would have been thrilled with, or are guys that really don't have experience play calling. You know, Slowick calls the plays in Houston, not not Gerard Johnson. So he'd be a first-time, I, I think, a first-time NFL play caller coming in with this football team if he were to call the plays. I don't know if you just hand it over to a guy who hasn't called plays before if you're Kevin Stefanski. That's funny you say Especially that. when you have been, because not a lot of people are sitting here saying that Kevin Stefanski has sucked play calling. I, I haven't seen anybody on phones or anything like that have said any of that. A lot of people are pretty measured in their responses. It's, it's funny, though. You mentioned that, and Brian Callahan, who did not call the plays at Cincinnati, just got a head coaching job. He did. But he maybe did. maybe he won't call the plays over there. I don't know. That's, I just thought that was very interesting. He might be a philosophical and organized, organized guy. I mean, a lot of guys get head coaching jobs for a multitude of reasons. But I think one of the things that we, we have to do is, while guys get – get head coaching jobs in a lot of ways for calling plays and exciting people and getting that credit. I think organization is, is such a underrated thing that nobody really wants to talk about that much. 216-474-0092. ask these questions of Daryl coming up at 8 o'clock. Dan Campbell lost the game with the Detroit Lions yesterday. I, I've come out in defense of Dan Campbell on social media. I know that he didn't kick the field goal. It's odd. Because Dan Campbell comes off like a very emotional, hardcore individual. 
But analytics say that he made the right decisions on both decisions that people are, are upset about. Did you agree with what Dan Campbell did in well, the loss to the well, 49ers which one? yesterday? I mean, there, were, there were three decisions. You had, the, you had the play right before the half. Where well, there was a fourth the, and two and a fourth and three. Yeah, so. That are, not, that are being highlighted the most. And on, on obviously the big one, one of, one of the big ones, uh, the Reynolds drop, which is a perfect throw, perfect design, and it was a drop. Was uh, was was not complete. Should have been complete, and wasn't. So does that take him off the hook there? Uh, then the the big mistake, the big mistake to me, and doesn't mean they would have won the game, was the fact that they ended up not forcing down in the in the final minutes of the game. And Kenny, this was this was interesting because they could have had all three timeouts, and so the timeout usage, you know, screwed it up where you had to you had to win the onside kick, which has been, I don't know if you've been tracking this, but they don't. no teams get the onside kicks anymore. It's basically, a, the Jets. you're just giving the other team the ball now at the end of the game. So you're, you're not going to win an onside kick uh, because of the, the, the rules and the safety protocols. They're just making it almost impossible. Can we redo for the fourth play. and 20 or fourth and 15 or something like well, that? It, now, I've always said, I, I think at some it, point. it should be your ball, my ball, your ball, my ball. I, I, but some NFL fans just, actually, I would say the majority of NFL fans just want all the games to be in flux. Um whether or not you're winning by two scores or not at the end of games, they mm-hmm. want games to be in flux. So overall, overall, you know, analytic people just want you to go for it every single time. They they want you to go for fourth down and they want you to go for two point conversions every time. There's like no models. They they've thrown out the models. They're just saying you go for it every time. And so that's there's that's, models to that. That's that's the issue though. They they say they they always say look at the numbers. The numbers say go or the numbers say it's fit if it's fifty. Point oh 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 one, you should go for it, and the the kicks are never a guarantee. A, a lot of people are disagreeing with me, and I'm thinking, man, when you're really changing things, do you change things to, to turtle up? Do you change things to to get more conservative in big games? Or are you supposed to change things to get more in, in to be more aggressive? I mean, what are people saying? Ryan Day in the game, you're the team that punted in the first half. Yeah. Michigan's a team oh, yeah. that went for it. Okay, well then we get to do the whole who wants it more situation. Well, if if you're going after Ryan Day for being too conservative, now you want Dan Campbell in, in a big game to be more conservative over it. Like, if this was something he was doing all season, I could see what he was doing and say, hey, you, you, you got in there the way you did it, you lose the way you did it, you win the way you did it, that's the way it goes. But a lot of what Dan Campbell, a lot of what people like on his football team is that, hey, what you see is what you get. There's no alternative motives. There's no politicking. It's a guy that people trust, and they trust him in his decision making. He's been making the same type of decisions his entire career, his entire time with the Detroit Lions. Here's Dan Campbell in the post game. He says he stands by his decisions. I just felt really good about us converting, getting our momentum, and not letting them play long ball. You know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. And I wanted to get the upper hand back. It's easy hindsight, and I get it, but I don't regret those decisions. And that's hard. We didn't come through. It wasn't able to to work out. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. But this didn't work out. All right, so we gotta we gotta be specific here because people might get, be confused. So there was the fourth and two from the 49ers 28 yard line. There's seven oh three left, and that was the Jared Goff incompletion to Josh Reynolds. There was a slight, so they went for it. Uh, they had a 90.5% chance if they convert to win the game by going for it. They had a 90.3% chance of winning the game if they kick a field goal there, according to the models. 
So it's a slight uptick of going, so the analytics support Say it. those numbers again. 90.5%. If they go for it on fourth. Yeah. And 90.3. Odds of winning the game. Yeah. If, if they, they kick the field goal. The analytics are in their favor. It went with Dan By Campbell, did it not? By 0.2%. And if they would have made it, who knows? Maybe the Lions are in the Super Bowl right now. How am I going to get mad at the guy for doing what he's always done? He didn't. He didn't get. If he were already conservative and went for the gusto, well, my goodness, Can maybe I you're agree doing things totally like, with okay, you until I heard you. the point two percent difference. I'm sorry, but that's if of points. On I don't the want board. to be. Uh, so that was the third quarter one. In the fourth quarter, fourth and three at the 49ers 30 yard line, seven thirty eight remaining in the fourth quarter. Considered a toss-up according to ESPN's model, which leaned very slightly towards going for it. Goff threw an incomplete pass did to he, St. Brown. Okay, and, and and it could have been a complete pass to Amon Ross St. Brown. Did he or did he not let the players decide on the field to win the football game or mm-hmm. lose the football game? He put the game in his players' hands. I'm supposed to hammer the guy for putting, for trusting his players, for trusting Jared Goff who got him there, for trusting his defense that got him there, for trusting his offense that got him there. Hey, I trust we're all in this together. Hey, I'm going to take the decision-making out of your hands. We're going to turtle this thing up now, now that we're up 17. Okay. When well, we always accuse guys of sitting on the football, we, we, just want to re- we just want to react the way we want to react. Just, just say that's how it is. If he, Any way he would have lost the game, we were just going to rip on Dan Campbell for any possible way they would have lost the game. Plus, a lot of us don't want the 49ers going to the Super Bowl, apparently. Okay, fine. I, I'm just making sure because what I saw to Dan Campbell, his, call it him making these decisions – are the same decisions I've seen him make all throughout the season. On on Thanksgiving Day, all throughout the year, he's been the same guy right, every so what, single time. So that's why people are critical of him before the half, because they're saying he wasn't the same guy when they were at the three-plus yard line, and they decided, instead of going for it, to kick the field goal uh, to you know, give them what was the What was the time lead. situation? No, it's at the end of the half. Okay, at the end, end but I'm yeah. saying, what was the what was the timeout and the time situation? It, it Do you make, just go for it no matter yeah. the points? Because you could take the points if you're took. Hold on, if you're looking at 17, you are still looking at three possessions instead of two possessions. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we're talking about here? Yep. So if you if it's a three possession game, that's a game of possessions against an offense that it, it can be explosive. But I don't know if it's the same guy rifling the football down the field at you. Mm-hmm. So if we're talking possessions, there it is. Yeah, they went into the half. They went into the half twenty four seven. When obviously, if they don't kick the field goal, they score the touchdown. They get another seven there. You know, you have an even an even more that that lead looks really good. You're up another four points. I don't know. I I, I I'm, it feels like I'm being boxed into the a way, situation because no, I support. Not I just you, wanted not your thoughts. You. I wanted your thoughts because I, I gave agreed. you my thoughts. I agreed with kicking. He marched down the field to get close to see and ask that ref, where is it? It's not just on the three-yard line. It's three and change. Yeah. Well, the analytics just say three, two, four. Th- there's we, a- don't, we don't have measurements, precise measurements. Believe it or not, we don't have a 3.3. We, we two know, feet is two feet. I mean, I, I talked to uh, officials during the max season, and they're like, no, we, we've actually made it a point to put the ball on the line of scrimmage more and more and more so that it's either one yard, two yards, three yards, and down to go. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. The dangerous one at eight o'clock was Ken Dorsey's. Was Ken Dorsey Cleveland's first choice? And next, Lima and Joe Burrow have more in common than being Ohio State grads. It's Lima likes on the fan. XTE. Like or does Lima no like? Like, like, like. 
chummy likey. I'm liking it. I like it a lot. No like. No like. I don't like you either. You're tacky and I hate you. Like or no like. No like or no like. But I definitely knew what I liked, and I definitely knew what I didn't like. What a weekend. Do you want to start football or basketball, Kenny? Let's go basketball. All right, let's start basketball. I'm a likes. Folks, they may not have had the proverbial switch flipped or the flip switched. They might not have had either of those things go down on Friday night. You know what they did? Kenny, you know what they did have go down? What did they do? They went on the road yep. and took care of the Milwaukee Bucks. I was watching it, and I go, well, third quarter, we'll see what happens. And I go, oh, boy. I was kind of waiting, too. I said, hey, boy, I think they're going to win this thing. And then, sure as hell, they won the thing, Tone. Uh, they well were done. terrific. You Gritty go on win. the road. I loved it. Milwaukee fans were bitching about the refs. We took it to them in their house. And remember, they had all the feel-good vibes. All of a sudden, you know, they've got Doc Rivers. He's giving them, like, a pregame speech. Now, he didn't coach the game. It was still that the Prunty. Joe Prunty. Joe Prunty. Joe Prunty sounds like an interim head basketball coach. That's exactly what it is. That'll be on his tombstone. Yeah. Interim. Interim coach. Uh, but Donovan Mitchell had 32 points. And again, they just figured it out. Jared Allen, 24 points, 14 boards. I was on Friday, so it seems like an eternity ago. But not only that, when it comes to the good vibes for the Cavs. I'm alive. Uh, folks, Evan Mobley could be playing tonight against the Clippers at home. Mobley's back. He actually beat Darius Garland real quick to the floor, which is crazy. Joe Pronti has been an, an interim head coach now three times in his career, twice with the Bucks. He's got to keep it going. Yeah. He needs to find another team or the try Pr- to make sure that Doc Rivers gets fired so he can do it again. Nah. Prunty's doesn't. <laughs> just keep just keep the Joe Prunty interim coach barnstorming tour. Let's I'd let's begin it. it in earnest right now. It's incredible. So the Cavs, Kenny, I, I, I didn't want to make a big deal of it because you have taught me discipline over this. It used to be the other way around, but you have you have said, hey, we've got to treat the switch with great respect. With great deference. I believe in all kinds of disciplines. If they win tonight against the Clippers and the Clippers actually play their players, are we flipping the switch tomorrow morning with Evan Mobley back? Uh, you're going to have to find out. You have to find out. What a tease. Well, I'm not going to say yes. I'm not going to say no. Mm-hmm. I mean, what we'll will find you out. Say, Ken? We'll find out tomorrow morning, starting at six on the fan. Lime and All right, so we're all excited, obviously, that Baltimore lost. However, Lime and no likes. Kenny, they're calling taunting in the AFC Championship game. They can't call taunting in the AFC Championship game. They just can't do it. You agree or disagree? They can, and they will, and they did. Do you agree or disagree? Uh, I actually agree with you. Really? Yeah. Because a lot of Browns fans, men. a lot of Browns fans said, but he, but he hit him and he twirled the ball and he, a, and he, and he talked smack to him. Well, right there's over reasoning his face. for it. There's reasoning for it. Is you have to have some. You have to call it every now and then. I don't know if you should call it an AFC Championship game. Because you have to have some semblance of order because then things could boil over and you could have guys swinging at each other. So there has to be some semblance of order. So they're never going to just get rid of taunting and say, have at it, get each other's faces all day long. Like, there has to be some semblance of order. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'd agree with you. Like, But he did put his hand on his shoulder Yeah, when he was getting up. Like, yeah, eh, that one's going to get you. I, didn't, I forgot, right? I was watching the play, and I go, oh, they're really going to call taunting. I'm like, well, you really can't. Get push him on what while if they he's they on did the like a taunting warning? Right. Well, I guess we like don't know. Were they warning warned. guys the whole time? But see, this is my issue. 
They allowed it was Kelsey. chipping before the game. They they allowed Travis Kelsey to do this on every catch. Well, who's his had, girlfriend? He had damn near ten catches. Who's his in that first half, didn't he? The rules do not apply Wait to them. Well, this they're above the law. But you this, think because he's dating Taylor Swift, he's now allowed to taunt? How many people out there would agree with me? And I was just making that up it's off the, the top of my head. Thing I've ever well, heard. this bleeds into the and conspiracy, the conspiracy stuff. of the official that was assigned the game and the and crew it does sound stupid, that but it's they true. call more penalties on the yeah. home team than anyone else. So it was almost like they ordered the hit. The NFL ordered the hit, according to conspiracy theorists. They said this on Friday, and then sure enough. I know it. Were Bal- these Baltimore- the same people that said because there's purple in the logo that the Ravens are making it to the yes. Super Bowl? It probably was. Uh, would you this like? This is what happens when you proliferate social media. Would you like the final numbers? By the way, I got I the liver king popping up in my numbers. stuff all the time. Now that the guy was exposed, he's all over the place. The liver king. Would you like the final number? Give me the final. The number. final numbers on the penalties. Three penalties on the Chiefs for 30 yards. The Ravens eight. For 95. Sounds good to me. Eight for 95. <laughs> well, they did get... In an AFC championship game decided by one possession. They did get Trey Smith two times in a row, though, for you. They got the holding that yeah, ended up... at 20 yards and holding penalties. Yeah, and the one erased a touchdown Yeah, off the board. So I don't think anybody here is going to feel real bad Oakland, for... They did. I don't think anyone's going to feel bad, obviously, here for the Baltimore Ravens. But Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow took to Twitter, and you would have thought he'd be thrilled with how they treated the rival of Cincinnati right now, the Baltimore Ravens. Instead, he said, quote, let the guys taunt. They do. That's the problem. They do let them taunt. They they let it go all game. They just called the one on Baltimore. That's where I have an issue. Uh, but for me, I was not allowed to drink yesterday during the game because I'm on baby watch. So I can't even drink today on the show because at any point I might have to take the wife to the hospital. That was weird you didn't bring your flask. How do you know? Might not be in that suitcase. Anyway, so. Oh, you got to get boozed up at the hospital. So, uh, Take it with you and, and put, it in the, put it in the parking lot. All right, give me some, uh, there you give, go. Give me some tips right after. Because you're going to go in there. You ain't going to be leaving for until like the, two days. Yeah. You have plenty of time to you sober bring up. bring a baby doll, fill the head full of booze. I told oh, you. I, like I was. That. I mean, I'll admit to you. I was lushed up when Axel was born. I know. And then when well, I. I use that as an example to my wife, and she did not really care when, that I gave other examples. Because it was just this interminable <laughs> amount of time where it's like, well, okay, we're going to induce her. Well, this could take a while. Okay, and I went home, and I'm sitting there, and they're like, well, you got to come back now. Okay, and I had this 12-pack of High Life, and I'm sitting there at the Fairview Park. I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> at the Fairview Garage, and I'm going, well, ain't going to drink itself, and I ain't going anywhere. So I had it all. I think a lot of people have spent time in that exact garage doing the exact yeah. same thing. Had it all, walked in. She didn't give birth for like another four hours. So by the time the baby came, it wasn't like I was George Young and blow. Like, I was fine. I was told I have to be present for this moment. Because there was no labor the first time. Present. First time was a surgery. What do you mean present? Present. You you will be in attendance. You got to scrub up, Dr. Lima. I mean, my thought was I'll sober up pretty damn quick. You ever gotten in a fight when you're wasted? You sober up pretty damn Boy, quick. That, uh, you know what? I I don't want to. That's your wife. I got to watch my mouth. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I my, we got to stop having the idea of what it should be and look at what it really is here well, in this country. Sorry. Go ahead. I, didn't, I was wondering what could that possibly be? When he first pops out. Oh. <laughs> my father-in-law blown away, though, because we had a situation. It was 17-10 Chiefs. Ball at the KC 30. It was first and five. And I thought there might have been shenanigans at play with the next penalty and personal foul on the Baltimore Ravens. 
And I beat Tony Romo to the punch. Here's what Tony Romo had to say. Can somehow make a play and busting across as Roquan Smith is knocking Trey Smith on his backside. Oh, Jim, there's a chance. You think they jumped off sides on purpose just to start the downs on a first and ten with no clock really going off? It'd be a brilliant move, wouldn't it? I mean, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of reasons I mean, to come. First no foul, unnecessary reference, defense, number zero. That's the yard penalty, automatic, first down. There's one thing about being offside. There's another thing for being a little too aggressive about being offside. Not a lot of reasons for me to think he would do this year, but it's not the worst thing. Just lean over and tap him. Well, Romo is kind of all over the map there. Audio courtesy of CBS Entertainment. But my father-in-law was blown away, Kenny, because I called it before Romo that that was absolutely intentional. Now, the 15 yards, I don't think they wanted that. However, I don't think the yardage matters. The point was, given your timeout situation and where the ball was and how much time was left on the clock, I think it was a smart play. Smart play all the way around by the Baltimore Ravens. Didn't work. I mean, didn't end up helping them because Mahomes aired it out. And that guy, what do you do to beat Mahomes? What do you have to do to beat that guy? Every big backbreaking third down. I can say that on down. the air, but then I'll get fired. Like, obviously, Lamar Jackson is getting hammered. He's getting skewered for how he played in this game. Didn't look anything like the MVP. But how many times, if Mahomes just doesn't get a big third down, are you thinking maybe, maybe Lamar Jackson can put the cape on and can be Superman in that situation? Uh, one last thing, Kenny. Lima no like. Nah. Maybe I do like it. I mean, Chris Holtman. Maybe Lima like. Chris Holtman got embarrassed, and Ohio State basketball got embarrassed yeah, again probably likes over the weekend against Northwestern. And Gene Smith. Are you rooting for them to lose so he gets let go? I mean, now, why can't I That's root for my team doing. to lose? That's what Why can I not? He's going to, I think he's going to get fired either way. Oh. But why can't I root for my gonna, team to lose? Are you going to call him back when he gets fired? I have his phone number. Maybe he'll be a 92.3 The Fan Analyst next year. Now, we don't pay a ton, but he doesn't need a ton. He's going to make, I think the buyout is insane. I think he's got like another 20 million on his contract. I think he might have more. He might have like 30 million. It did work out for John Gross at Illinois. It's working out right now at Akron. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah, they lost on they Saturday. They did to Miami, I think. But yeah. um, what an embarrassment. Ohio State basketball. I'm told that, well, we can't get any of the big guns because no one wants to come to Ohio State basketball. All I know is every other coach for Ohio State basketball, Randy Ayers got to the Elite Eight. They won two Big Tens. Uh, Jim O'Brien went to the Final Four, won a couple of Big Ten titles. And, oh, by the way, Thad Mata. Uh, basically contended can for a Final use, Four almost every single can year. Can you use Jim O'Brien as an example? There is an asterisk by that Final That's Four with Scooty Penn. Yeah. I watched it, though. I watched it. Okay. It counted. Okay, I want you to remember that when you start saying this about Michigan fans. They lose to Rip Hamilton. Which UConn team was? Anyway, that's it for Lima Life. Outstanding as always. Tone Master General. Coming up. <laughs> what did you say twice? No, no. I said the, the Final Four year they lost to UConn. Oh, uh, okay. It was. Scooty Penn was tremendous. Uh, guys... If you let it happen, she wins. That coming up. But next, Daryl Ryder going to join us on the fan where we'll see if Ken Dorsey was really their first choice and who he thinks should call plays for the Browns. Ken Carmen, Tone Master General, take us with you to work on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 